What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 15 top 18 tight end rankings, went through the running backs and wide receivers yesterday, already put out my top 18 quarterbacks this morning. So we're going to be diving into my top 18 tight ends. I'm going to be splitting these players up into different tiers. And I'll also have the defenses coming out today. Also, if you guys enjoyed the video, just do me a huge favor and smash that like button. But let's dive right into the rankings. I'm pretty sure I talked about this in the uh, tight end start sit video, but I really do think this is like the deepest crop of tight ends that I can remember. I think there's pretty much close to 12 tight ends that you feel very confident firing up in your lineup. And then there are also some guys like outside the top 12 that I think are definitely still playable. So I think that most people probably should be in a decent spot here at the tight end position. I'm gonna start off in tier one. And even though Travis Kelsey has seemingly slipped a little bit, he's not like blowing away the rest of the tight end competition. I'm still gonna have him here as my only tier one tight end. He is still the leading tight end on a point per game basis by a decent margin, I think at least a point in PPR scoring. So I like Travis Etienne here as my uh, one tier one tight end. Now shifting into tier two, a lot of really strong options in this tier. I'm going to start off with TJ Hawkinson. I'm not overly concerned about the um, swap in quarterbacks. Obviously you'd you know wish that Kirk Cousins was still healthy, but you know it seems like they're shifting to Nick Mullins. I think it'll be fine. Uh, Jefferson and Hawkinson, I think are both going to continue to produce. Even we've seen over the past few weeks, Hawkinson hasn't been crazy, but he's still been a fine option at the tight end position. And we also had a sample size with the 49ers where Mullins really just went out and fed George Kittle. So I wouldn't be panicking on TJ Hawkinson here. He's going to be my tight end too this week. Then I'm going to have back-to-back younger tight ends. Going to start it off with Sam Laporta. I just think he has a slightly better matchup than Trey McBride, who's right after him. So I like Laporta here. Super impressive rookie season. Not a great game in week 14, but that'll happen at the tight end position. I like him this week as my tight end three. Just mentioned him, Trey McBride. He draws the tough matchup here against the 49ers, but ever since Zach Ertz, you know, went on IR and then was now released um, from the team, Trey McBride has been the top weapon here for the Cardinals, especially since Kyler Murray has come back. He's put together some monster games. He has a very, very high weekly ceiling and also is just very, very involved on a week-to-week basis. So I think Trey McBride is definitely playable as like a high-end tight end one, even in a tough matchup here against the 49ers. After McBride, I have Evan Ingram and another guy who draws a tough matchup here, two of the better defenses in the NFL, 49ers and the Ravens, which is who Evan Ingram is matching up with. He's had back-to-back big games. This was something I was talking about early on in the season where he was always commanding really solid volume, was very safe week to week. He just hadn't hit in the touchdown department. He has definitely hit in the touchdown department over the past couple of games. We've seen Christian Kirk didn't play in week 14. He left early in week 13. Um, we've seen that Evan Ingram had big games in those matchups. Calvin Ridley's commanded a lot of volume, but Evan Ingram's the guy who's actually been able to capitalize on it. So I like Evan Ingram here as a uh, top five tight end this week. And then after Ingram, I have George Kittle. I truly do think you can make an argument for Kittle being higher than this. Um, The 49ers have the highest implied point total this week going up against the Cardinals. So points will be scored. Um, I just think compared to some of these other tight ends, Kittle has a lot more target competition with Debo. Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, Evan Ingram is pretty much dealing with Calvin Ridley and that's it. Trey McBride's dealing with Marquise Brown, who has pretty much been, you know, non-existent since Kyler's come back. And then Sam Laporta is dealing with uh, Amon Rossing Brown. These guys have pretty much like one main target competitor, 
George Kittle is just competing with a lot of different guys, but I'm still very high on him this week as my uh, tight end six. And then I'm going to be wrapping up tier two with David Njoku. He's really just been on a tear, I think, over the last seven games, double digit points pretty much in every single one of those weeks. Um, Joe Flacco's come in. I think he's really kind of saved, not saved, but because David Njoku is already fine, but I think he has the ability to elevate David Njoku, especially Amari Cooper, who seemed like he was kind of done fantasy-wise this season. Like I talked about in the quarterback video, they're letting Joe Flacco go out there and sling it, so the volume can be there for these receiving weapons. David Njoku is obviously going to uh, benefit from that. He's coming off a monster game in week 14, and I think he's someone you fire up with a lot of confidence this week. Now, shifting into tier three, these are all still tight ends that I would feel very confident playing in my lineup, um, but they are just going to be slightly below the tier two guys. Going to start it off with Dalton Kincaid. Um, Dawson Knox coming back did not affect his usage at all. He actually led all the uh, pass catchers and routes run more than Stephon Diggs more than Gabe Davis. He is totally fine. He showcased he's talented. They're going to continue to use him. He just hasn't put together as many monster games or as consistent, you know, performances as guys like David Njoku, Evan Ingram speaking, Trey McBride. Um, So he's just going to be slightly below those guys, but I really like the player and I wouldn't be surprised if he has a really impressive finish to the season. Definitely one of these tight ends that's kind of peaking in the uh, second half once he got his opportunity. After uh, Dalton Kincaid, I'm going to have Taysom Hill. He had a limited uh, participation in practice this week, so it seems like he's trending to potentially being able to play in week 15. We did not see him in week 14, but prior to that, he had just had a very long string of games with like very unique involvement. As we all know, he's getting a couple pass attempts per game. He's getting a lot of work on the ground. He's mixing in on the goal line. He's running routes. He just has a lot of different ways where he can score, and the Saints clearly want him very involved. So I think he's definitely playable as a top 10 tight end in the fantasy playoffs. Two more guys in this tier, two more younger tight ends. Um, as my tight end 10, I'm going to have Jake Ferguson. He hasn't been quite as consistent as some of these other tight ends, especially the guys in the tier ahead of him. But Dak's been balling out. He's put together some big games. I think he's another one of these younger guys that can have a nice close to the season. And then finishing up this tier with Isaiah Likely, I believe these were all the guys or like the cutoff from the players I had listed as starts in my uh, tight end start sit video. I like Isaiah Likely. You look at the sample size of games with no Mark Andrews. He's performed very well in those. Had a fine first game with no Andrews. Second game, um, a big week 14 performance. So I like Isaiah Likely here as a solid tight end one. Now pivoting into my tier four, these are tight ends that I think are definitely still playable this week. I don't like him as much as the top 11, but would be totally fine with these guys in my lineup. The first one is going to be Dallas Goddard. He pretty much stepped back into the exact role he had prior to his injury. So no concern about him, you know, kind of getting eased back into the lineup. His usage will be fine. I do like the matchup here um, against the Seahawks for all these weapons on the Eagles. I just think we had kind of seen what we'd seen from Dallas Goddard. Doesn't have a super high weekly floor. He's been pretty much like a fringe tight end one on a point per game basis which is where I have him slotting in here. Then is my tight end 13, I guess high end tight end two territory. This is where I have Kyle Pitts. And we saw Kyle Pitts take a huge uptick in his usage in week 14. His route participation went way up. I believe it went ahead of uh, Drake London, which was great to see. It, it took a while, um, but it seems like we might finally be there with Kyle Pitts. If I knew for certain that that usage was gonna stick here in week 15, I'd probably bump him into tier three or at least have him leading tier four. 
I just don't know if that role is 100% going to stick. We've seen Arthur Smith do some weird things with uh, these top weapons, these young weapons. So I'm not positive he's going to retain that role. But if he does, I think he's a guy who could kind of peak to finish out the season. And then my final tier four tight end is going to be Cole Komet. Kind of a similar thing to uh, Dallas Goddard here, where we just have a pretty strong sample size of what their role is going to be in their offense. And this is just kind of where they slotted in on the season. So I think a very fair ranking here for Cole Komet. Now pivoting into tier five, these are the tight ends that I really wouldn't love in my lineup. Um, I get it if you're desperate. I'm there in some leagues, right? Where if you had your top tight end go down, the waiver wire is probably pretty pick through. You may have to throw one of these guys in there. I get it. The first option here is going to be Dalton Schultz. And there's just kind of a lot up in the air right now with this uh, Houston Texans offense. First off, we're not positive that Dalton Schultz is going to be able to play. He's missed the past two games. We don't know if CJ Stroud is going to be able to play. We don't know if Nico Collins is going to be able to play. I'd say obviously the most important thing here, well, first off, Dalton Schultz has to play to be in these rankings. If he doesn't, um, you probably just slot Brevin Jordan in here because his usage had been fine with Dalton Schultz out. But if Schultz plays, Obviously, the big thing that you would want is that C.J. Stroud is healthy because going from C.J. Stroud to Davis Mills is a very significant downgrade. And then you're just not quite sure if Dalton Schultz is going to come right back into the same role he had prior to getting injured. Maybe they ease him back into the lineup. So those are some of the concerns there. But like in a peak scenario where Schultz steps right back into his role and C.J. Stroud is healthy, then he could definitely be in that like tier four territory. After Dalton Schultz, I have Kate Otten. Not a guy I'm super excited to play. I do think I actually have to start him in um, one of my leagues, but he has a consistent route participation week to week. There's just not a ton of guaranteed volume, not an overly high ceiling. He's had like one huge boom game and the floor is also not super high. Um, Chigo Conquo, pretty much non-existent early on in the season. Over the past few weeks, he's coming around a little bit. Seems like this Titans offense could start to be like figuring some stuff out here. So I think Chico Conquo is a fine like mid-tier tight end too. And then I'm going to have Logan Thomas really hasn't done much over the past few weeks. This commander's offense just really likes to spread the ball around. You have three wide receivers consistently involved with Terry, um, Jahad Dotson, and Curtis Samuel. Got the running backs involved. So similar to some of these other tight ends in this tier, there's not an overly high ceiling and there's not an overly high floor. So if you're playing them, I get it. You might be desperate, but ideally those guys would not be cracking your lineup this week. So that's going to wrap it up for my top 18 tight ends. Like I said at the top, I think there's a lot of depth, um, a lot of solid options this week. Hopefully you have one of them. Um, if not, best of luck on whatever streaming option you choose. But thank you all for stopping by. Um, check out the running backs and wide receivers if you haven't already. Quarterbacks and defenses will also be out today. So thank you, and I will see you in the next one.